Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Santa Claus tonight, you better run, boy. You better run for your life. But Mother Superior is Santa Claus. Now I have another reason to hate Christmas. Now that hell is full, I wonder where you will go. The caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. You're my family now. But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book, and I'll bring you something horrible. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. The All-American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to the, ho- properly, the holiday season here on the All-American Spook Show. We've kind of... We've kind of ducked it really up to this point for whatever reason. It's kind of fell this way. So we haven't really done much other than some of the stuff we've done over on YouTube this month. But we're finally getting around to a, a, a Christmas choice. Christmas horror, you know, obviously, since that's our bread and butter. And it just so happened that this was the professor's choice this month here on the Spook Show. So, Professor, what did you bring for us? We're going to go back into the uh, Christmas slasher well. I mean, I don't know how many of these. We still got, I mean, the holidays, horror movies. It's almost no shortage of Christmas movies. Oh no! Some of the other ones have to is a stretch to pull out something to you know to do for some of these other holidays. But Christmas, we'll be able to do for a while. But uh, I wanted to do this slasher for a while now, so uh, it's called "Don't Open Till Christmas." I think it's from a, 1984. I think it's a wonderful little present you left under the tree here to to, to really kick us off here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll get into yeah. that, but obviously we are the All American Spook Show. We forgot to mention that directly off the top. I'm Josh. I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo, Tiana. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. Will could not be with us. He had some uh, stuff going on. So, like I said a, a couple weeks ago, we're in the holiday season now, so people are going to be jumping shift left, you know, jumping ship left and right, avoiding this as much as possible to spend time with their family. Ugh. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have a, a big episode planned for next Monday. It just so happens that. You know, we always release our new episodes on every Monday at 6 p.m. East. Just so happens that next Monday is Christmas Day. So we've got big plans for next week, and we will t- tell you what they're going to be at the end of the program. So you want to stick around for that. But we also want to tell you two things. Number one, we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So if for whatever reason you have not seen Don't Open Till Christmas, you might want to pause this, go check it out, come back, listen to the rest of it, and uh, have, have some Yuletide fun with us around the old Yule log here. Also, we want you to go over to aaspookshow.com. Donnie, we need to put a Yule log up on the website. I think that's something that we hmm. we should work on. Good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go over there, you can check out all of our past podcast archives. You can get linked to our YouTube page, where every month from there we have Video Vortex, Grindhouse Gutter, uh, Hammer Horror in Order, lots of cool stuff. And, and of course, the, the podcast episodes proper, we upload those up on YouTube if you'd rather have it on the screen in the background as you do other stuff. Like, you know, a lot of people do, I'm sure you can also get to our Patreon from there or it's just standalone Patreon, patreon.com slash a spook show. The big features over there are every month we have a video mini featuring the library, of the professor. Those are always fun and are ever popular to you, the listener, but not necessarily to us. Crapster piece theater. Well, we've got a doozy. It's coming out this week. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> comes out at the end of this week on Friday, probably around noon. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Now, why in God's name, you, the voters, the listeners would, would subject us to this. It's, it's, beyond, it's, it's like a, it's like you put a big present under the tree and it's, it's got bows on it and you know, it looks awesome. And then we, you know, we, we go over there and we open it up and it's just a fat steaming turd that's sitting under the tree waiting on us on Christmas day. So that's the early Christmas <laughs> gift to you guys is that we have yes. to suffer through it. It's except, worse than coal. Except, yeah, well, Crapster Peace Theater is the monthly bag of coal for sure, <laughs> even when it's not Christmas time. But uh, this 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 month in particular, it's pretty bad. So you want to stick around for that. Donnie doesn't have to be there, though, because he nominated it. And, you know, the rules of Crapster Peace. He didn't have to be there if he wins. So 
It's true. Yeah. He's the Christmas. Why, that's why I nominated it because I was like, oh man. Yeah, we call yeah. him around here. We call him Donnie Lucky Fuck Richmond. I think that's the <laughs> the the current moniker. So yeah, well, you know. That's a, that's enough of that shit out of the way. So uh, yeah, stick around over on patreon.com slash AA spook show for that later this week and lots of other cool stuff. So without any further build up, let's go ahead and toss to the trailer for don't open till Christmas present from the people who brought you Friday the 13th. Now comes don't open till Christmas. A homicidal maniac is loose at Christmas. His target is Santa Claus. No one dressed as Santa Claus is safe. His death toys are a spear, a gun, an open razor, a dagger, or a garrote. Execution by any means. Don't open till Christmas. Some Santa Clauses ignore the warnings. He surely wouldn't attack a woman. Don't open till Christmas with special guest star Carolyn Monroe. Terror drives one Santa Claus into a house of wax. Amidst the wax and plaster, a real body, warm flesh, wet blood. Until Christmas. What possible reason could I have for going around killing Santas? Oh, none. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to get you. So, Santa, did you bring me any presents? I'm... I'm not the real one. <laughs> Starring Edmund Purdom, who knows there are only three more killing days till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. If you do, you may not see in the new year. All right, there's the trailer for that. So, uh, Donnie, I'll, I'll ask you first. Is this? Have you ever seen this before? I have not. No, this is a first time watch. Same for me. Now, I've seen the 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 cover, the poster, whatever. You know, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you get around to that, and then every year it's just yeah, you know, whatever. There's a thousand Christmas movies horror or non-horror related to watch and I never get around to it. Something tells me the smokes probably have a different uh, view on this one. So Tiana, what, what about you? Is this the first time? Yeah, this is my first time too. You I know, kept putting it off. <laughs> professor, professor, I'm kind of uh, disappointed in how you've turned out. I figured you would have uh, made her sit down, made her sit down and watch this. If nothing else. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised at this. I, this is the first time I've seen it. What? <laughs> I am surprised. No, I, I really I am surprised. That was that. one of the reasons why I was wanting to put this one on there. I wasn't sure if I'd seen it because, you know, I wasn't sure if it was just one of those ones I'd rented back in the day and it would like jog my memory as I'm watching it. But uh, no, I never, <laughs> whatever reason. As you kept going and say, no, I've never <laughs> That's, wow. So this is a first time watch for all of us. So this is definitely rare, air, rare air. And I know yeah. I, t- I talked to Will. He had not seen it before. And he did give me a couple of his thoughts on the movie. And I'll tell you what he had to say about it a little bit later on, but wow. So none of us have ever seen this movie. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't say that at the beginning because I just wasn't sure. <laughs> I was, I felt for sure I would start watching. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I, I remember that, 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 that hobo dying or that hobo or that other, remember that scene in the journal that we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely have remembered that one. If I see Jesus, seen it. <laughs> man. Wow. Yeah. We'll get, we got a lot to get into with this one. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm 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 really legitimately surprised by that. I figured at least one of us would have seen it, especially the smokes, for sure. But um, I guess let's go ahead and get into some of the background so we can start talking about it because we got a lot to unpack as far as the blow by blow of this movie goes. Um, it was released December nineteenth, nineteen eighty four, um, pretty much worldwide. Produced by <laughs> this sounds like a a, a front, like a mon- money laundering scheme or something. It was produced by Spectacular Trading International. I mean, does that not sound like some fake business that, uh, you know, like some front for money laundering or uh, God knows what? Maybe maybe we shouldn't properly answer that. We might get knifed. <laughs> uh, it was distributed, though, by 21st Century Film Corporation. I don't think that that's not like 20th Century Fox thing, right? This is like some other like other thing from the yeah. 70s. 21st Century Film Corporation. Some other thing that they wanted to kind of sound like 20th Century yeah. Fox. So. Oh, yeah, it sounds close <laughs> enough. We're like, oh, yeah, it's them. But no, it's not them. Uh, of course, if you've ever seen this, it's rated R. 
Total runtime of one hour and 26 minutes. Uh, on IMDb, it's listed as a horror slash mystery. Uh, it was filmed. I couldn't find a budget or, or even, you know, what kind of money this thing made if it did, if it did hardly any at all, I doubt. Uh, but it was filmed in uh, various locations there in London, England, from December of 1982 all the way to early 1984. So over a year of this thing in principal photography. And I don't know if you guys saw any like, you know, background information on this, but apparently this thing like kind of went through various stages of hell to even, to even finally get made because the, I guess the lead actor was, and director was Edmund Purdom. You know, he's the guy that plays, uh, inspector Harris, right? He's the, mm. the main cop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he apparently was directing it. Like I said, uh, and apparently he quit at some point. <laughs> Yeah, he and it was his stipulation upon acting in it that he directed. Like he, that's what he was, you know, he was going to act in it if they let him direct it. But then he then he quit. <laughs> yes, yeah. he found out he didn't like directing. Yeah, somewhere in the middle, it was like, fuck this. So like they actually start reshooting <laughs> stuff, and then at some point he just came back, <laughs> and then they ended up I guess having to like put some of the original scenes back in and reshoot reshoot some of that stuff. So. Needless to say, this thing was uh, a lot. Of, it was a clusterfuck. I mean, it's a miracle that we even got what we got here, considering you know knowing yeah, it, some of that background. It does show though in the uh, in the final cut of the movie. Oh, it does. That just, yeah, it's sort of going through different hands and stuff. I didn't, get, Donnie. Maybe you can look while we're talking. I didn't catch who the editor was on this, but man, ooh, it's it's a little rough, uh, editing wise. Because not necessarily. I mean, I, we've watched Home Sweet Home comes to mind. We've watched plenty of movies that are just shittily put together right <laughs> this one isn't as bad as those this one's more like the sound editing's you know not very good there's a lot of jump cuts like i said not the worst we've ever seen but just not very well put together and honestly it might not even be that person's entirely that person's fault knowing some of what we just talked about but yeah so uh editor was ray self yeah and um this was the last thing he ever edited uh, what <laughs> Also, his name popped up for a director on this thing. So I guess he went in and put on his director hat because he was one of the directors whose hands was in it after Edward Perdom originally. Yeah, he did. But (laughs) yeah, he was the after uh, Perdom, Perdom, however you say his name. Once he quit, then there was um, writer Derek Ford was hired to take over as director, but he got fired after two days. Then they finally like, fuck, who's going to do this? Then they got Ray Self or Selfie. It says Selfie here, but whatever. Selfie. Yeah. That's what it says here, but I, whichever one. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's shit either way, right? Uh, he was the director, and Alan Birkinshaw was hired to rewrite the majority of the script because now they got to take Pradam out, right? So then I guess at some point, like, no, I was just messing with you. I'm back. And then... <laughs> Then I guess they kind of reverted back to what it was supposed to be. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's a miracle that you got something as cohesive as we got, considering all that, that horse shit over the course of over a year, you know? So I guess there's that, but I found that was very interesting. It really stars no one, you, not many, you'd know from other stuff, right? I mean, there's Alan Lake that played Giles. Now, apparently he, unfortunately, committed suicide shortly before the film was released because his wife had died, uh, who I guess was an actress, uh, Diana doors. Yeah. She was an Mm. English actor and singer. She had died. So he killed himself before I'm not, I'm not laughing. That's horrible, but, uh, it's just troubled. That's all you can say. Right. I mean, this thing troubled, almost cursed. I could see an episode of cursed films coming out of this, maybe on a shutter, right? Yeah. You could justify it on some level. I will say the dude does a really good job in this movie. It's just unfortunate that, you know, he committed suicide shortly thereafter. And I don't know much else that he was in Alan Lake. Yeah, it looks like just TV and stuff over in the UK. So yeah, not probably not much to speak of, but yeah, I mean, he does stand out in this movie. Uh, you've got Belinda Maine as Kate, Mark Jones as detective Sergeant Powell. He's the, you know, the other main and, you know, uh, detective here in the movie. And, uh, Really, about the only other ones worth mentioning are Jerry Sunquist's Cliff, and I like the the way they uh, credited her, Kelly Baker, as the experience girl. This is the girl in the Peep Show. She's <laughs> she's credited as experience girl. <laughs> that was pretty good. But 
Yeah, I mean, did you guys have anything else you wanted to point out before we dive into it? Uh, one thing is a connection this movie has, and this isn't taken away from Donnie's connections because we haven't done this other movie yet, but we should get to it at some point. It's a, I know it's a kind of a personal favorite, me and Tiana. I know you've seen it, Josh. I don't know if you have, Donnie, but Pieces, the slasher yes. movie? Uh, yes. You seen that one? Yeah, okay. This movie yeah, is the two directors, Dick Randall and Stephen Manassian, were the producers on that, and Edward Purdom was the star in that one as well. So it was very, very connected to that movie. <laughs> well, it's even yeah. a selling point, at least on one of the posters that I see there. Maybe it was on the cover or something of the tape. Yeah. It says from yeah. the producers of Pieces. Like, <laughs> yeah. under, right? I mean, like, it's like the byline right underneath the, the yeah. title, you know? The main, uh, the blue one with the butcher knife in the present. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were clearly so- trying to sell it on, hey, if you like Pieces, <laughs> there's this. Yep. Now that we'll get into it a little bit once we get to it when it comes to the gore and things of that nature. I think, uh, you know, when you realize this movie is made by the same people that did Pieces, even though this has got a decent amount of gore going for it, you know, you kind of, if you're comparing it to pieces, you're like, well, and that could have gone whole hog in, it. <laughs> in yeah. that department. It doesn't quite match up to the gore pieces. But yeah, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Mr. Projectionist, stop the show. Here's great news you ought to know. We've just got a shipment of taste-thrilled treats, all tip-top quality and delicious eats. There are hot dogs and popcorn and candy galore. There's soft drinks and coffee and a whole lot more. So direct your steps to our refreshment stand to enjoy the finest snacks in all the land. For you listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I hopped on over to audible.com. And I didn't find anything directly tied to this movie or, you know, just typing in don't open till Christmas. So I just typed in Christmas horror, see what would pop up. And we've got Christmas in the Empty Cabin by E. Reyes. And that one's just uh, right at two hours long. We've also got The Ghost Who Came for Christmas. That is the Haunting Danielle series, book six. So, Donnie, there's at least five previous novels for you there. Nah. Uh, Bobby Holmes and Anna J. McIntyre, and that one is uh, almost nine and a half hours long, so that's a good listen for you, Donnie. Nope. Um, one more for the holidays, why not? Hark, The Herald Angels Scream by Christopher Golden and other various editors and whatnot. Uh, that one's over 11 and a half hours long, So, and there's lots of other results there, so you know, no lack of Christmas horror over on audible.com. So if you want to track any of that stuff down, get your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for a free audiobook. So I'm going to hop back over to imdb.com and click on plot summary to see what we've got. And Donnie, your luck, there's only like a short one and then one slightly longer one. So it's not too bad. Somebody with very little Christmas spirit is killing anyone in a Santa suit one London holiday season. And Scotland Yard has to stop him before he makes his exploits an annual tradition. Then we've got the longer one. A murderer is running loose to the streets of London, hunting down men dressed as Santa and killing them all in different and extremely violent fashions. Inspector Harris has decided to take on the unenviable task of tracking down the psychopath, but he's going to have his work cut out for him. Only the suspicious reporter, Giles, seems to offer the inspector any promising leads. And that was contributed by Jean-Marc Rocher over on IMDb. So I, I mean here, I think you gotta, you gotta start because they didn't waste a second. I don't think we should waste a second. This movie just <laughs> fucking just like you hit play. Okay. We're here. You know, there's, <laughs> there is some opening credits, right. But like not after this cold open. So it's just like, bam. All right. Well, and they set the mood pretty quick because, uh, there's a couple, they just decide to just, uh, you know, have a good time in an alleyway in their car. Dude walks up and, <laughs> And kills them. Now, the one guy, the only thing you pick up on here, right, is one of the guys, or the guy, one of the guys, it's a man and a woman, they get in the car, and the dude is dressed like Santa before he gets in there, right? I think. Mm, yeah. And then he just kind of hovers around, and, like, you know, they open up the car. Hey, get the fuck out of here. And then he he stabs them both in the, the cheap-ass way. I almost wonder whether this thing, on some level, was 3D or something. The way some of, did you, did you any, either of y'all notice that? Like, the way it was kind of like, the knife comes towards the screen or whatever they're doing. It just felt like it was, you know, supposed to be or something or maybe, yeah. maybe, I mean, I didn't see anything about it necessarily, you know, and trivia about it being, no, shot I, I, way. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean though. It almost <laughs> felt that way. And, and I didn't see anything about it. And I seriously doubt it was, you know, maybe they're just trying to go with some interesting angles or something, but it no. almost felt like that cheap ass early to mid eighties, you know, <laughs> 
3D where it's like, hey, here's here's this bottle of water, and then they just shove it in your face, you know, in the camera. <laughs> Thank you. you yeah. Know. <clears throat> I always remember that from uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, oh, yeah. where it was like, yeah. hey, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of some or like the, uh, the the eyeball uh mashing scene when he squeezes the guy's head and the eyeballs pop out but they're on little rods that yeah. go to the camera like Whoop. yeah <laughs> Woo. um but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah mean, i'm sure it looks all right in 3d but when you try and do it in 2d versions of it it's uh not so great i will say like you know <laughs> some of the death scenes are pretty inventive in this especially for 84 right um, yeah and you get a lot of them i mean like I don't, uh, I think I do have the official body count. I'll have to, or, you know, the kill count that, uh, uh, Will always does. He, he sent it to me. So I'll have that later in the show, but like, man, you, you don't really get, uh, much of a break here. You know, like it's not boring. That's for sure. I mean, there might be points where it's kind of like, all right, let's, let's move it along. But like the kills keep stacking up, you know, pretty consistently throughout this thing. Yeah. I mean, right yeah, the, the two is well, not funny, but whatever, just what, you know, just the way that it, that it fell. I think uh, Silent Night Deadly Night came out in '84, right? That's Pretty sound, sure. That sounds about right. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, two of these, you know, <laughs> super super gory or hyper violent, whatever, you know, controversial. At least in the case of Silent Night Deadly Night, I don't know if this one was controversial in Britain or not, but <laughs> the same year. Well, it, it pretty much came out at the same exact time here, so you would think. I mean, yeah. I, now I know that was like the video nasty era over there, right? So maybe. I didn't yeah. see if well, that was swept up was in this. Cut. It was cut. Like the the scene that I was uh, alluding to earlier in the urinal scene, as we'll get to that one, that scene was trimmed. <laughs> well, I could definitely see that. And, uh, the, the Santa shooting oh, through the mouth. Yeah. Oh, I was, thinking, I, I was thinking. I don't know how you guys watched this, but I watched it on Shudder, and then I noticed at the very end it said Vinegar Syndrome. So I assume this was some, uh, mm. uh, not recut, but, um, you know, restored. Because it, it didn't look bad. You know what I mean? Like, Visually, it looked yeah. pretty good. The copy looked good. So, I and like I said, yeah, those were restored, so it definitely was that remastered, yeah. uncut version. Yeah, yeah, we watched it the same way. <laughs> Talk about the bathroom scene. Toby <laughs> was like, "Yeah, it's a little trim. Oh, it's a, it's a nice little, uh, <laughs> little trim, huh?" They circumcise a little bit out of that. Scene, huh? That's the thing, too. Mm. There's two. There's two, if you think about it, if I'm, unless I'm misremembering the way that played out, there was two pissing Santa scenes here, right? Yeah. Right. There was a guy like pissing in an alleyway and then <laughs> yeah. he gets it when then the other guy comes like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, and then he gets it. And then there's the urinal Santa. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you know, they probably weren't thinking through it this much, but I'm thinking like, maybe they put the first one in there because you're like, you know, Oh, here's a Santa pee and whatever. Then they put the second one in there because they want to throw you off. You know, they put the first one in there. So you don't think something's weird. Why are they showing pee? Yeah. Most movies don't go to that length. That's why it's the walk in the bathroom. So maybe they put the first one in there to throw you off. That, yeah. I doubt. Seriously doubt. They're putting that much thought into this thing. I mean, you get the first two kills right off the bat. So you're like, all right, well, you know, we got a, we got the old, uh, what do they call that? First person killer going on here. You don't know who it is. Then you get the credits and then there's a party. And this dude is like the, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. Was it Kate? The main quote unquote final girl, right? You think Kate, um, her dad, he's dressed like Santa and they're at this big party. This motherfucker walks in and hooks a spear through his fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's not into the art of subtlety. I mean, in a crowded room, it's like a big Christmas party. And this guy's like, Hey, I'm Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Wasn't it right when he was blowing one of those, uh, what do you call it, thing? Yeah. The, 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 you know, Christmas, the little holiday blower thing. That yeah, the little, yeah, stuff little thing that New Year's. The little party favor of this. You know, everybody knows. You don't have to see it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's got yeah. that and then <laughs> fucking spear right through his head. So you're maybe, what, five to eight minutes into the movie and you've already seen three murders. So, you know, they, they come pretty quick here. Um then another guy, I, once again, the hobo Santa, this is where I think where the hobo Santa st stuff starts, or at least like drunk Santas or something. There's some theme about like all these dudes in this city dressed like Santa or fucking drunks or hobos or something. Right? <laughs> There's a dude in an alleyway or something. He's like on a heater 
and then he pushes him on the heater and burns him up. And then, and then the guy dies, I guess, from the initial burning. And then he just fucking puts him back on it and burns him, slam the fuck up. <laughs> like he just catches on fire like he's doused in, you know, gasoline. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a, that's roasting on the open fire pond or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the more, there's a lot of rough ones here, but one of the more rough ones was when he sticked that pistol he sticks the pistol in the mm. dude's mouth and poof. yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that was the scene <laughs> originally. I'd, I'd say this this movie is going to make it fairly hard for me to pick a, a a highlight kill at the end here because there's there are some pretty good ones here. What's with the dude playing the flute on the corner? Like, don't don't they make a big deal out of like this guy is kind of like a piece of shit and he's dating this girl because she's got money or her dad had money and now that her dad's dead, there's money involved or something, right? But meanwhile, she's just hanging around with him on the corner playing flute for pennies. So I, I don't know. What the, it's like they have this story and they're like, what? I'm sure this is probably just part of the, you know, fucked up uh, situation this movie was in. But it's like they have these little threads of story and then they just abandon them at some point. Even, <laughs> even, even a little bit later, they start abandoning the whole, like, he's just killing people dressed like Santa. Right? Because then he just, oh, yeah. then it's just like, oh, he only kills Santas until he doesn't. Right? Like, he just. Starts killing. Yeah. He starts killing anybody. Toward, I guess maybe he became unhinged, but they just dropped that whole premise pretty much by the end. And I don't know why. I don't, like I said, I didn't read anything, but my, if my, it was my guess as to why. It's probably like, you know, we need some more kills in this movie. Maybe he's going to kill some other people other than just Santa. <laughs> well, they just had so many directors, you know, that, you know, people dip out and, you know, yeah, it was. typically you, you have someone see the story f- through, yeah. they, even if there's script rewrites or whatever. And it doesn't help that it sounds like they literally had to blow it up and start over. And then when the dude comes back, oh, uh, that other shit. So at that point, you know, what was his name? Jimmy Self or whatever the hell his name was. That dude, man, I, I don't envy his job. Having yeah, to put Ray that Self. Shit. Yeah, Ray He's Self. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, damn. That's the last thing he ever did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know what? He probably didn't get run out of the business. He probably just fucking quit the business after that. Like, fuck this. Well, I don't want to say it's the last thing he ever did. It's the last thing he ever edited. Okay. So... So he found another job. Yeah. Maybe he stayed in the biz, but he found another job because fuck that. After having to deal with old Purdom's ass, Edmund Edmund Purdom. Purdom. Yeah, we'll go with Purdom. What do you think is the deal with uh, him not killing the, the model, the nude woman, you know, after the, after the scene where he, he comes out (laughs) of this nude photography session and they're in the alleyway. And then like the cops walk up and he's like, Oh shit! Let's run. I don't want to think. I don't. I don't want them to think we're gay. <laughs> they run. They then he's just like at some point he's like fuck her, and then she's on her own, and the dude comes up. You know the 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 killer. He comes up with a like a straight blade, like a straight razor, and he just kind of like opens. This is gratuitous as fuck, by the way. It just opens her <laughs> the cloak up and yes, yeah. razor, and then just walks away. <laughs> I, that was weird. I don't. I don't. I guess, did he think that it was, at this point in the movie, he was just killing Santa Claus men, right? At this point. Yeah. Well, he's killing, yeah, yeah so yes, I, it's just men. Well, but, even though it's no explanation that, you know, it was not the man. He thought it was, a, he thought it was another dressed man dressed as Santa type thing. That, that was the only thing I could explain why he didn't kill him. Then again, he did but, kill the woman at the very beginning, because remember, she was in there having sex with the guy in the car. So yeah. maybe there was the premise of like, well, you've seen my face, you know, and they do touch on that a little bit later on, but you've seen my face yeah. kind of thing. So he'll kill, he would kill mm-hmm. outside of the Santa thing, but still the premise up to this point is mostly like, he's just killing dudes dressed like Santa. Then all of a sudden yeah. this woman is dressed like Santa. He just, he just, uh, stands there awkwardly, like running the razor up her body. And then <laughs> See ya. And then just takes, takes off <clears throat> odd to say the least. The, the, the peep show scene. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Now, do you, do you, uh, Donnie? Do you want to talk about your experiences in a peep show? My experiences yeah, sure in a t- peep show? I'm sure you've had tons of experiences. Like, can you can you imagine? Can you imagine, man? And then she gives she gives the menu, right? Wouldn't it like five bucks? Mm. What was it? It was something like five bucks. You know, you see this. 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, you get this, whatever happens on your side of the glass, you know, <laughs> stays on your side of the glass kind of thing. 50 bucks. You get the world. It's kind of that, you know, 
There was another movie that I watched recently that oh. had the same premise. Oh. oh, it was Maniac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't show, but it was Maniac whenever they're that on the street talking to yeah, the prostitutes on the street. He's getting a horror. But it's if you think about it, yeah. I just now thought of it, the, the menu pricing was the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was. That's true. It was... It was 1980. Let's yeah. do the math. I don't know. Probably a little bit of inflation later. there. It should yeah. have been. A couple years later, during the, during the Reagan years, there should have been a little bit of inflation. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. If you think about it now, it's like it's pretty much the same price point. So apparently there must be some accuracy there. Oh, they, they, they talk to each other when they're writing the script. Like, yeah, this is the going rate for whores. You know, like, oh, and if you want the, if you want the world tour, this is 50 bucks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, while while we're talking about, oh, never mind. I'll let Donnie do it. I don't want to take. I don't want to steal Don. Uh, steal Donnie's thunder. <laughs> I well, was about to say. If if you have some connection, he doesn't. You just mention it after he gives his connections. How about no? That? I mean, I, I, I'll you know it probably is small edit. There are no connections at all. Okay. Well. Oh, you know what? No, I forgot. We're not. You don't connect to uh to Grindhouse Gunner, right? No. 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 That's fine. Never mind. I could have mentioned. It. I forgot. Well, right. once we go back. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Go go ahead and mention it, and we don't have to. Uh, edit anything i mean we've already talked about man uh maniac so go ahead yeah the, yeah the other connection to a recent movie we did was uh maniac was a uh, carolyn monroe oh yeah. he's in this movie yeah at the time. Uh, by the way i'm going to throw the word gratuitous out there again too this is gratuitous <laughs> caroline monroe yeah it feels yeah. like there's more of a story there right like like she just happened to be there and somebody knew her like hey do you want to be in this for a minute okay fuck it <laughs> I mean, because she doesn't do anything other yeah, that's than sing. The, that seems to be how the whole movie was done, right? From the, like, yeah. uh, oh, you want to direct? Well, you could write. No, what? Well, two days later, he's fired. I don't know. He didn't yeah. work out. Two days later, okay. How about you, edit the guy editing the movie? Can you come over here yeah. and also direct? Ah, shit! My big break. <laughs> Purdom's back. <laughs> yeah. and, he, oh, shit. and he brought Carol like Monroe with him. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, it's really surprising that this movie came out coherent at all. I mean, yeah, there's some parts where it's maybe you know it's not so coherent because of all that, but it is really just surprising how it didn't come out a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you do get a story out of this and, you know, somewhat cohesive, although it does jump around a little bit. It's, it's not the the best put together thing, but by and large, you get a, a presentable movie. So yeah, that is a, it's a Christmas miracle. That's what I call it. It's a Christmas miracle. I don't know what kind, but it's a miracle. Nonetheless, what kind of, all right. <laughs> after the peep show thing, when the, the dude, mm. you know, he's a perv and he's, the serial killer just walks up because he's dressed like Santa and just fucking slashes his throat and blood all over the glass. Right after that, there was another hobo Santa that's running around and he runs into this. I don't know what the fuck he ran into. It was a house of horrors out of nowhere. What the fuck was that place? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh the London dungeon. London dungeon scene. Yeah. And that, as soon as I saw it, I need you, more you context. Know, what popped in my head immediately was the misfit song. <laughs> London dungeon. I need more context, though. Is there something I don't know about? Like, what is that? Is that like a house of horrors that's always there or used to be there or something? What is that? Um, well, I know the London Dungeon thing was, I mean, well, I'm talking about the Misfits. It's because <laughs> they got thrown in prison in London, and they wrote the song London Dungeon about being in prison. So it has nothing to do with that. So I don't okay. know if that place is a permanent thing or just something for the movie. But, or the fact it's, that it's barely in there and that it's, or the, the disjointedness that we talked about in the movie and the script and all that stuff. That maybe seemed, there was more written. It seemed like to me, and once again, maybe some, you know, we do have some people that listen in the UK. Maybe uh, you guys can help us out and explain it a little bit. It seems to me like it was, this was not part of the movie in this sense, like they didn't make that place. Like that seemed like a place uh -huh. that was there and then they just went in there and shot a scene in it. I think it was a wax museum. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But it was it was just like where the, what the fuck what's going on here what you know and it's like a long thing too like it's like all of a yeah. sudden it becomes an infomercial for this fucking place. <laughs> it's like Adam and Eve and yeah. There's some weird projection devil on the on the face of one of them or something where it looks like he's talking and oh and then, yeah. <laughs> and then it leads up to one of the earlier bodies that he had killed being hung upside down and oh it was the woman that he randomly ran into when he walked in. Now that was weird too, right? Dude runs yeah, into this like quick. Yeah, but also that, but like she kind of like she oh it's almost like she opens up her arms like, hey, I've been waiting on you and then he just fucking knocks her over. Right? Like she <laughs> and then the dude, the serial killer walks in and kills her, right? But it was just a weird setup to get there. It was just like maybe there was some more story with her that they cut out beforehand <laughs> that would make this make sense. But By the way, too, while, while we're still on this kind of a little bit, I did look up the London Dungeon, and it, it was it is an actual place. Tourist attraction, and this is according to Wikipedia, tourist attraction 
holiday attraction along London's South Bank, England, which uh, recreates various gory and macabre historical events in a gallows humor style. Uh, it uses a mixture of live actors, special effects, and rides. So, so this sounds like something that if the Spook Show gang is ever able to make it over to old <laughs> merry old London, then we got to go to this place. <laughs> yeah, still there. And, and, we, and, and by the way, we, we'll only go there not because of what it is, but because they filmed parts of Don't Open Till Christmas in there. <laughs> That's the only reason we want to go there. Yeah. They're like, yeah, the, the curator is like, you want to see the shit? No, like, where did they shoot the scenes from uh, Don't Open? <laughs> <laughs> and then even they'll be like, what movie? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't, what the, yeah. I'm sure they probably don't advertise it. The London Dungeon where Don't Open Till Christmas. Yeah, that's one of the selling points in the uh, Chamber of Commerce. The uh, first pissing hobo or, you know, Santa that gets it here, he gets it with a fucking, like, he's got knife boots. All of a sudden, what? He turns into, like, fucking James Bond. He's got a a switchblade that pops out of his boot and he just crotches him. And when the guy goes down, he just fucking punches him with, like, some spike gloves right in the throat. You know, Knife is a surprisingly popular thing from the 80s. <laughs> in a lot of movies, it popped up, right? Oh, I, I totally thought when I was younger that, like, I would run into somebody at some point that had a switchblade boot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've talked about before with uh, 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 Quicksand, right? <laughs> I thought yeah. at some point in my life I would I would encounter Quicksand and also a dude with a switchblade boot. <laughs> Thanks, 80s, for fucking me up. Uh, he kills that dude and then another guy another Santa like hey what the fuck he just smashes that dude with a bottle and stabs him in the face like in the eye and the eye is just in the eye <laughs> yeah, yeah the eyes. And also was... though it's pretty funny how that bottle I don't know if you noticed the bottle when he smashed it over his head he just smashed it all the way basically, basically there's nothing left of the bottle and then he like the next scene it reconstituted itself into a shard yeah. so he could stab him in the eye <laughs> so it looks like a, a jello mold eye you know, it looks like yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the Jello mold from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, Aunt Edna or whatever her name was. Boy, they were really proud of how many shots they could get of New Scotland Yard, huh? Because God yeah. damn, you see that sign a lot in this movie. <laughs> hey, we had cooperation from Scotland Yard. By the way, did you know that we had cooperation from Scotland Yard? Real quick and shot there before they came out and yeah. shoot us away. They, yeah, they, they literally probably got two angles during the day and two angles at night and then ran away and then just used the fuck out of it. When, when old uh, selfie w- or self was putting this movie together. Cause it's the establishing shot at least a dozen times. The killer kidnaps the peep show girl for whatever reason. Like it's another one where he doesn't kill her. So clearly he's got some kind of hang up with women, right? That's part of what's going on here. Although it's not necessarily fleshed out or explained and, but he doesn't kill her until, you know, he tries to later. E, oh the uh the Carolyn Monroe, uh scene where she's singing on the stage and then he axes that dude in the face, and then yeah. puts him on that that stage riser and then just raises him up. So I think that's literally like other than Carolyn Monroe singing, it's the only real quote unquote acting line she has is just screaming in reaction to this guy, right? Yeah, I, had, I, had yeah, I saw in here where they just shot her scenes in one day and that was it. I don't oh, know. I have to think this had to have been a favor. Like she knew one of these dudes, producers, somebody, and they're like, "Oh, you're singing now? Okay, well we can, we can put that in the movie if you don't mind." Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you know, one day, that that's not that's yeah, that's just shoehorned in to me. But then you get one of the better the better kills of the movie, the urinal Santa, where he's. <laughs> He's taking a piss and then the motherfucker just appears out of nowhere and slices his dick off with a razor blade. Yeah, they show Yeah, they show the urinal, they show the piss, and then they cut away, and then there's the blood. I love the janitor know. comes in afterwards, like mop, mop, mop. Oh man, somebody thought, pissed all over the floor. His, uh, his weenus would be laying on the urinal or something. <laughs> they didn't go that far. But he's oh, just, no, they didn't go that far. Mop, mop, mop all day long. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it was a street trash. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no. no. Still pretty fucking uh, graphic for the day, though, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's definitely... You wince. Uh, any man oh, yeah. is going to wince. Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. Any man for sure. Jeez. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Uh, uh, God damn it. Now I'm blanking on the name of the movie. Hold on. Famous Dick Cutting movie. Go. Oh, 
I spit on your grave. Yeah, is another I one. spit on your grave. Now that had come out before this, right? Yeah, it was eighty. Wolf Cop. Don't hold me to it. No, it might have been seventy nine. No, I forget. It's Wolf Cop was somewhere. that was many years later. I'm t- I'm trying to get what what was the first on screen decapitation. Here we go again. <laughs> God damn it, we got another decapitation. We just pointed this out like not long ago. Yeah, yeah I can't remember what the, I don't even remember what it was we were talking about then. It was recent. Like, within the last month, it was recent. I, I I have to go back and look. But yeah, we yeah. got a, we got yet another one. And we're gonna have to look that up though. We're gonna have to find out because I don't know for sure if this is the first Well, I, I mean I not spit on your grave. First. I mean I don't know for sure if I spit on your grave is the first or not. Oh. Actually it was there was one in uh I spit on your grave Canada. came out in seventy eight. Although you could, what, what's, I guess here's the argument and this, yeah, that came out in 78, but here's the argument smoke. Since I know you've seen it, which one's more graphic? Ah, well, I mean, you know, I think the one that hits you harder is the one from I spit on your grave. Cause, yeah, Cause that's brutal. You know, you did the tub, you don't know exactly what's going to, you know, something's going to happen like right here. And then, and then you kind of put it together. And then when she does what she does, and he's like, oh, and then it's yeah. all just the water's turning blood red and all that. And you're, then oh, you, yeah. yeah, you just, you and the fact that it that it takes it takes like board. it feels like it's uh, it takes fifteen minutes for this to play out. By the way, that movie, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit more visceral, for sure, than the than this one. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. both effective, but that one's more effective. I think it, this one's quicker. This one's quicker for sure. And then, like, you, you then you just see the dude a few minutes later in a heap of blood, you know. Whereas that one's kind of they hang around for it for a while. <laughs> I'll give you that. Then you finally get you're getting towards the end game here. Giles, who has kind of been this reporter that's kind of helping them along the way. He finally reveals himself as Inspector Harris's brother. So this is where the the plot twists start to come in, right? So apparently he's been in the mental hospital for some time. I guess we're, we piece together, right? Or they come out and say, I don't remember, but he's been away. And now he shows back up and starts doing this. Meanwhile, he tried to help another inspector. The, the other guy, Detective Sergeant Powell, he kind of tries to help him solve the crime so he'll get a, a promotion, I guess, is kind of part of his motivation. So is he just trying to fuck his brother out of his job, I guess, kind of? Is that what this yeah. is about? And even in the flashback that you get here in a second, that doesn't explain necessarily why he would want to fuck his brother over, does it? I mean, that's yeah. where you get the reveal of why he hates Santa. Okay? Yeah. To, so to fast forward a little bit, the flashback that you randomly, and it, by the way, this has got to be one of the worst flashbacks in the sense of like cut together. Cause it's just like, okay, wait a minute. This is a flashback, right? It's not obvious. It takes you a second. Like, oh, wait a minute. Now we're going to find out why he hates Santa. And the reason he hates Santa is because his dad was dressed like Santa and fucking around on his mom and he walks in on it. And then the mom walks in like, oh shit. And then. One of the funniest <laughs> stare falls I've ever seen in my life. She fa- <laughs> she just kind of falls back like, oh shit. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then falls to her death. So, okay, that's his re- <laughs> She didn't fall, she just faded away. Uh, it's like Stephen Hawking backing up. <laughs> Except down steps. <laughs> so that's why he hates Santa. Okay. All right. It's stupid, but I'll go with it. But it still doesn't explain why he hates his brother. Cause clearly he's got a hate, yeah. bon- he's got a hate boner for his brother. Right. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of these things can be explained by the, uh, like we mentioned before with all the, <laughs> the script changes, the director changes. The- yeah. Yeah. And I guess at the yeah. end, they're just trying to, they're playing mop up duty. Like, fuck, we got to make this make sense somehow. Uh, flashback <laughs> lady that's playing his mom. Can you, uh, can you pretend that you're dying falling down the steps? Oh yeah, I can nail it. <laughs> and, then, and then we get that. <laughs> but before we get to that flashback though, the guy that, you know, the other cop detective Sergeant Powell, he gets electrocuted <laughs> by, I don't even know. Yeah, if it, is that even possible? Like the way that happens? Is that real? <laughs> you just take the car battery thing off and like put it on some metal. And then when the dude touches the cars, it's boom, 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 boom. I don't uh, maybe know. if you linked linked a bunch of batteries together in, in a circuit. Yeah, but like he pretty much explodes almost. Like it's so powerful, yeah. right? Like, yeah. The way the guys is watching him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. The guy playing uh, Giles, uh, uh, Alan Lake. You know, the, the unfortunately, the uh, you know he had died, but 
uh, he plays the the crazy awesome in this movie. I think like with the look in his eyes and just his facial expressions and everything. I mean, he's got crazy down here. <laughs> he might've been up for some bigger <laughs> things later on if that hadn't happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Finally, we come back to the peep show girl that he had kidnapped and she essentially, she, well, you, I guess you think he, uh, she kills Giles, which I think she definitely would have killed him there. Right. Like this is when you have to, Kind of play along with the the horror movie. Yeah, you kind of have to play along with horror movie uh, mind here. Because, like, he's fighting her. He's trying to hit her with a chain. And she grabs a chain and wraps it around the top of the stairs and pulls it. And he flips off. This dude falls probably, what, three or four stories down like a stairwell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She goes down. And, of course, he wakes up and strangles her. No. That dude would have (laughs) been fucking dead for sure. Or at least severely mangled. But he's not, he's not even bleeding. You know, he's just kind of down there like asleep. And then, bah, strangles her. Then you get the flashback. Then, okay, then you finally, the final scene, you finally get the payoff, which we didn't mention. At Towards the beginning of the movie, uh, Inspector Harris gets a package at his home that says, don't open till Christmas. See, this is where they get the title of the movie, in the in the actual movie here. He's got a package. He, he's, you know, the, the, the events have happened. Um, by the way, how the fuck did Giles... Giles did die from that, right? He strangled her. What happened there? I'm now I'm blanking. What happened and to him? Then other woke up, like he dreamed it or something. It was weird the way they edited that. Yeah, because now it's like, wait a minute. He just okay. Well, fuck it. Who cares? Right? They didn't care. We won't care. Something happened to him. <laughs> something happened to him. Fuck if I know. They cut to Inspector Harris. He oh that package has been sitting here the whole movie. I'm gonna open it, and it's like a. One of those little music boxes, right? You open up and ding, 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 ding. You're just playing Christmas music, whatever the fuck. You know, oh, that's nice. And sits it down. Then he goes and sits in his recliner and then boom, it blows up. The end. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Don't open till Christmas. Tiana, we'll let, <laughs> we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you have the honor. Ladies first. We'll let you go first. What's your uh, thoughts and what's your uh, rating on it? This one was entertaining, that's for sure. Just the edited shots, I guess. <laughs> you mean the lack, very of, well. the lack of proper editing? You mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, that does. Yeah, I guess I'll give you that. It does make it a little more entertaining. But yeah, the kills were good. So I was surprised by that. But um, my rating, I'll give it a three or two and a half, actually. <laughs> okay. Two and a half. Donnie, what do you say? So. Yeah, I'm going to, when I first saw the, uh, you know, I I saw the same kind of little poster image that you you all saw, uh, where it was uh, from the producers of Pieces. Yeah. I liked Pieces, you know, uh, and, you know, I was kind of, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, this should be at least in the same vein-ish. Sadly (laughs) mistaken. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, for all of the reasons we've talked about already. But no, like. You know, much like Tiana said, you know, the kills were uh, plentiful and, and you know, creative, inventive for the time and, you know, satisfying as well. You know, if you if you want to call, you know, chopping somebody's dick off to uh, to kill them, it's satisfying or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to give it a two. Professor, what do you say? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I agree both with uh, Tiana and Donnie as far as it being entertaining you know and then i like as donnie mentioned it being produced by the guys that put up that produce pieces when i heard that i'm like okay but then as i mentioned in the beginning too it doesn't quite get you to where pieces was as far as the even though there was a lot a decent amount of gore in this movie it's not on the level of pieces <laughs> or uh or just craziness or just you know stuff that was going on in that movie not as good as silent night deadly night we haven't done i did a to all a good night on grindhouse gutter i believe last christmas and, uh, you know, that rating, Grindhouse rating, all that's a little bit different than what we do on the show here. But if I'm comparing it to that one, I still kind of like, I think this one edges it out a little bit just because of how gory the kills are in it. So uh, I think I'll go with uh, two and three quarters. And I think that's about where I'm at. I, w- I wanted to go a three, but, like, I-, I don't know if I can bring myself to do that. So I'm going to say two and three quarters as well because, like, I think as, as – uh, kind of all over the place it is at some points it's still entertaining yeah. like it never gets boring to me it you get tons of kills you get some pretty good gore especially for the time you know like with the urinal thing and all that so 
I think there's enough entertainment here. Now, is it something you would put in your your Christmas horror rotation? Yeah, probably not. You know, it's uh yeah for some, year basis. Sir. You know, I go all <laughs> the way back to one of the first one first uh, Christmas horrors that we did smoke, and I, I think of Christmas Evil for yes. some reason with this, and uh, that one I gave two and a half, and I, I think this one's this one's better than that. So I'm you know just based on that. You know, and, and because it does remind me of that for some reason, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not it's just that style. Yeah. It's <laughs> that low budget style that one it's had. Not as some of the, you know. It's not as gritty as that, but still, yeah, it's very similar. And, you know, if you think about it, it is kind of, it doesn't feel like 1984 in this movie, does it? It feels like the seventies to me. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Maybe that's just the, the UK thing. You know, I don't know what the specific, the specific reasonings for that would be, but it kind of feels older. The 1984. I mean, it's a little bit older, right? Because it started. It started in '82. True, true. They started in late '82, and then yeah, it took forever to make. But still, it just feels more like a '70s movie to me. But you know, with more gore. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think there's plenty of fun to be had here, and I would recommend it at least for that. So that pretty much leaves us at, uh, uh, I'd say about consensus. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell <laughs> you what Will's because he gave me his rating earlier. I forgot to tell you what he said. He gave it the lowest rating <laughs> of all of us. He gave it a star and a half. Um, <laughs> I think from what he told me, it seems like he's very similar in his thoughts on the movie, but it, like, you know, he pointed out to me that like the rules change and everything like that. So I think that kind of like, all right, what the fuck is this? You know, this thing's all over the place. So I think that affected his score more than it yeah, I could see his, that, you know, talking it out, but so one and a half stars. So that, that leaves us with a consensus roughly of about two and a quarter stars from all five mm. of us right now. So I think, I think that's fair enough to say that we recommend you check it out at least once but it's probably not one that you're going to put on your annual Christmas horror list. I wouldn't think, you know, unless you're watching a lot of them every, every holiday season. So, mm-hmm. um, Donnie, you said you did not, I mean, do we even bother with the connection? You said you didn't have any proper connections. No, no, I didn't have anything. So we don't have, uh, any connections for Donnie to make, but we do have. And even though Will's not here to, to deliver the official number himself, he gave me the official count of 18. Mm. And, and I'm not going to go through the entire list of all the kills because I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit with the gore score here in a second. But <clears throat> we've talked a good bit about it throughout the episode. There were a lot of kills here. So 18 sounds about right. There is quite a bit of blood in this movie. So that naturally, I think, leads us to let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight kill. We talked about it enough. I think the one that stands out to me that I will think of when I think of this movie is the urinal. <laughs> the urinal Santa <laughs> getting his dick cut off with a straight blade razor. <laughs> and it decapitation. Just, and it just another decapitation. <clears throat> but it comes so much out of nowhere too. It's like, all right, well, we're just watching this dude go to the bathroom. Oh shit! You know, <laughs> he just kind of reaches in with his hand like yeah, <laughs> and then just. <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> out of nowhere so yeah it's the one that it's probably the one that i'm going to think of the most you know when i think of this movie again many many months and years down the road i'll think of that so i'm going to go with that so that that lastly leads us to gore score yeah this is pretty decent pretty decent amount of gore here like we, we've talked about i mean it was from the producers of pieces so i expected some uh and it does deliver so 18 wasn't it? that we said the kill count was about 18 yeah that's what the official count from will himself 18 probably most of those were knifings of some sort of variety <laughs> like yeah. from the your uh, highlight kill of the castration that's probably you know, like I said the glorious i mean well there's plenty of other gorier castrations in this movie but any castration that's i mean it starts by showing him at the urinal taking a piss and then Lop and then it's blood. So I mean, it's you feel that viscerally. It's like, oh shit, you know. So yeah. it's gory enough and 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 like it's visceral enough to you that you you wince for sure seeing that scene. So then that and the Santa Claus taking the gun through the mouth or whatever that was pretty intense, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stabbings, neck stabs in the neck, stabs in the stomach, stabs in the chest, in the eye, stabs in the bottle, half broken bottle that was all the way fully broken and reconstituted itself into a half broken bottle somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbed through the eyeball. <laughs> what else was there? There was a oh, there was a wasn't there something with the machete in the face? <laughs> yeah, 
Well, that maybe that was the one I thought I said was the axe, the one with the guy on the rise, yeah. stage riser, yeah. yeah, right to the face. Yeah. The spear through the yeah, the spear was pretty awesome yeah, with the, the with the part with the party favor as the, they the cap peep, it off. And, the peep show Santa. <laughs> yeah, the peep show Santa. That was, that was pretty. Yeah, splattered blood all over the window, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, there's plenty of plenty of gore. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna go with about what I gave Silent Night and Deadly Night. However many, whenever that was, a couple years back maybe. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with a seven. I think that overall this movie had more kills than Silent Night Deadly Night, but so, you know they had the. I think they're kind of on par with the amount of gore, even though there were more kills in this. Well, there you go. That'll that'll pretty much wrap it up for Don't Open Till Christmas. Although I, w- I want to take a couple of minutes here at the end. Um, to say number first and foremost, next week on the show, you've been waiting this long. I'll go ahead and tell you, we're going to have our viewers choice winner. We don't know if that person is going to come on the show or not, but they have the opportunity to, and they get to pick the movie that we watch. So we'll let you know what that movie is going to be and whether or not that person will join us or not next week. So right now, all I can say is that's what we're going to have planned for Christmas day, but we don't know what that's going to be yet. So it'll be just as surprising to us as it is to you and, and everyone involved when that person picks the selection. But a couple of weeks back, Tiana, you and the professor were not here for two straight episodes because you guys were taking a vacation trip around uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. So you were not here for our latest cult corner UHF and you were not here for hereditary when we did that. And Donnie, that was your selection. You weren't even here for it. It was just yeah. Will and I, but <laughs> we got your thoughts, you know, you recorded some stuff and sent it to yeah. us. So we got your thoughts, but are either of you guys prepared to say a word and give your ratings for UHF and Hereditary? Hereditary, I guess UHF. Mm. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of times. So and now we this Tiana, this will be your first foray in the Colt in the Colt Corner. We do have a slightly different scale there. Like we're actually we kind of compare them to like, you know, quote unquote legitimate theater in a way, but also if it's just it is what it is. So it kind of has a, a different scale because you know, we probably rate those a little higher. Um, because it's movies we love because they're cult favorites, but also we could go lower because, well, you're comparing it to Goodfellas and stuff like that. So with that in mind, uh, what do you think about it? Uh, UHF is, <laughs> is one of those really fun flicks that you can throw on whenever I give it a three. Smoke, or have you watched it recently enough to say a word on it or? What do you think? Well, no, I mean, I've watched it. I'll put it this way: I haven't watched it recently, but I have watched it many times enough to <laughs> to get my rating and comment on it. But yeah, I, it's it's sort of a I wouldn't say it's not like a personal absolute favorite, but it is one that I would love. I love and will watch any time that it happens to be on anywhere. Or you know, uh, yeah, I haven't watched it fairly fairly recently, but uh, I want to. Even though we weren't on the show, I'd still probably go back and watch this soon because it's. Uh, I was glad that it came up and that it won. Unfortunately. Not glad that I had to miss the show, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's Weird Al Yankovic, and I mean he's in top form in this movie at the time. So kind of peak of his, you know, music career and all that stuff too. Uh, I think the writing was great on it. The comedy, the jokes, and everything work. Uh, it's got what's the name Kramer? <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Michael Richards in it, and mm. the fire hose. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> the whole. Uh, just the whole concept it, working at a TV station, you know, as you, you do still. And I, as I used to, yeah. Uh, you get that in there. And I mean, of course I wasn't working at a TV station when this came out, but I can look back and, you know, and you know, hindsight oh, on it. I, I would love, love to work at a TV station. that was like that. Hey, yeah, that would be fun. It's yeah. be a, a forever <laughs> job right there. Yeah. But yeah, that whole concept of the UHS station, all these different like segments and everything that, that, that were able, that they're able to put together almost like it plays like a sketch comedy, but also like a full, fully fledged movie at the same time, you know. Yeah, I thought that's that's pretty cool. I give it a three and a half. Enjoy that. That's not too far off from what the rest of us said. Donnie, you gave it three and a quarter. Will gave it a perfect five. <laughs> and, oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, and I gave it four because you know. But I think, yeah. especially for Will and I both, you know, we were all in the episode and like, it's got that sentimental part two like it was one that we we both watched a lot of growing up so you know there, there there's a little bit of that at play too but it's definitely not a perfect movie it's corny as hell but like like you said smoke it's peak weird owl 
you know, oh, yeah. they're in 1989. So you have to like Weird Al to like this movie at all. Because yeah. if you, you know, oh, yeah. somebody doesn't like him, it's not like people that don't like Nick Cage or the people that don't like whatever, insert whatever actor yeah, here, you, you know, they're not going to. If you don't like Weird Al and you don't like that weird kind of eight, late 80s, early 90s alt comedy type stuff, yeah. don't watch UHF. But if you, you know, if you dig it on any <laughs> level, then yeah, you'll love it. And you've probably watched it a hundred times like please, we have. Please, <laughs> uh, what about Hereditary? Did, did y'all want to say a word on that one? <laughs> or Tiana, you want to have a word or ten? Yeah, this is probably the, the most disappointing thing for her to have missed. Yeah, I was, I'm heartbroken. I missed that episode. Because <laughs> this is actually has become my favorite horror. Wow. Oh, wow. I wouldn't really go that far. I would the theater. I wouldn't go that far myself, but I could see where it would be someone's, you know, top flight. Yeah, it really, it really got me under my skin, let's it, say. Same. Ditto. It did me too. It was like two or three days afterwards. I'm like, what did I watch? And it blew me away, especially like, who's this director? You know, this was his first time. Yeah. Ari Aster. Debut and fantastic acting. Yeah. Tony Collette should have got at least a, a Oscar nomination that year for that. Yes. I hate that. that they ignored it completely well it's horror so you know such is life but man she should have at least been nominated for something yeah oh that one is uh that was just somebody's choice right uh that was actually donnie's choice and, yeah and he wasn't um, there for it. donnie you actually picked both those movies <laughs> you nominated uhf <laughs> and you weren't you weren't there and uh you picked hereditary and you weren't there yeah good, good job i mean good job on the picks just not a good job for showing up mm. i'm sure but, yeah i I'm, I'm sure, Donnie, if you hadn't picked it, she probably would have, right? So, Oh, at some point. Yeah. 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 Does this go up to a five? Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we, yeah. Uh, that's the top top of the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. <laughs> Definitely thought, a five for me. I thought you were going to say six. <laughs> go up to five, then six. <laughs> Turn it up to 11 and break off the knob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to argue it. Uh, Smoke, what do you say? Great, I guess you call it that. Uh, that what's the kids call them these days? Elevated horror. Yeah, <laughs> I just call them smart. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it falls into that category. And uh, it came along at a time when I think same time it's kind of like well, not at the same time, but the witch kind of opened the door for this type of thing. I think yeah. as far as theatrical, bigger, I want a bigger budget, but on a wider screen, on a wider scale. You kinda, know, people, kind of the, it was in the last theater. the last decade or so of where you actually have some yeah. like. Well put together, well written, well directed, well acted horror, as yep. opposed to just like here's the latest Scream or Saw movie. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. we're kind of back in that glut a little bit now. <laughs> but yeah, there was that time and from like what 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, and mm-hmm. well until COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that time of there, that twenty probably twenty fifteen to twenty twenty, where you had a lot of these movies coming out and it was a it was a good time. It was kind of a, a renaissance for horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. And for that kind of related, you know artsy type horror this one came out at the peak of that also i guess he's he takes his time with these movies hell this is only this is his first one he only did he's only done two other movies one of them's not fully horror right but yeah uh midsummer would be yeah. the second movie and which we've, we've done covered. and we've done two of his three movies here on the spook show already. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the few that we could say we've almost completed his filmography yeah, up almost. to this point yeah other, <laughs> yeah other than short films and that latest one was uh bo was afraid which if, yeah. we, if we ever get to that it'd be like colt corner or something right true yeah yeah yeah, that probably would be because I think it's got some. I guess it's we haven't seen it, so I guess it's got some horror-ish yeah, elements in it, yeah. but it's not full on like like Midsummer Hereditary would. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah, I, I loved it too. Uh, you know, I I see what you know, like you're saying, like Tiana's saying, it's I can see how it could be somebody's favorite horror movie. It could make it into that you know slot, and as you watch it more, you see, but maybe you like it more, maybe it'll, whatever, maybe something else will come along too. That, uh, it's harder for me to, for a new movie to come along because of my, I'm setting my ways, you know. Yeah. So it's really hard for a new movie that's going to come along and knock out. Not, I can pretty much tell you nothing's going to probably knock my top out because it's such a, we already know from doing it on the show, it's Dawn of the Dead, the original, yeah. 78. And that's just, it's for many reasons besides it just being a great movie. So it'd be, it'd, it'd be a miracle for something to come along and take the, the top spot. But this movie is a great film for a great modern horror film. Great elevated horror, if you want to put it that way, or whatever. Although I think we're get we got we're getting into a certain uh, amount of uh, <laughs> inundation with the elevated horror films. Everybody that puts out a horror film these days seems to want to put out that kind of movie, and 
and the, the market's going to be is kind of flooded at the moment. So uh, maybe it'll take Ari Aster or, or you know, whenever Nosferatu comes out from uh, Robert Eggers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be definitely looking forward to that one. But I'm kind of hoping some of these other ones will kind of make, pull, pull back a little bit because it's I can't stand it when something happens and then the, flood, the market gets flooded with a whole bunch of the same stuff, only only not as good a quality, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but money talks you know, when we're talking about movies. But, so, uh, but not for this one. I would give it. I'll give it four stars. I do really love it for especially for a modern movie. <laughs> and Professor, you were exactly where the rest of us were. Donnie, oh yeah, Donnie, Will, and myself. We all gave it four. So, uh, Tiana, you were the one that raised the bar a little bit, and made it. Made the consensus jump up a little bit, but I mean, I'm not going to argue it. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it really wrong. tough to. It's, know, yeah, it's just tough to argue. And no, I, and I, and I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that does because that that is just so well done, well put together, great flick. So it's not necessarily the way we would normally kind of kick off the holiday season, so to speak, right? <laughs> you kind of throw this dark ass, dark, dark, dark movie at us right before Christmas, but it was a good choice nonetheless, Donnie. So we do. That's it for this week. We'll leave it there. Like I said a few minutes ago, we do not know what we're going to be watching next week. You'll find out when you get the the episode there next Monday on Christmas Day. That's our Christmas gift to you is a, a mystery selection picked by one of the viewers of the show. So, And we got lots of uh, stuff coming up after that for New Year's and everything because right after that, the next week, uh, the, the next episode will come out on January 1st, and that will be our 2023 year in review. Now that's not necessarily what we've done here on the spook show over the last year. That would just be Mm. our thoughts on 2023 horror. Some of the stuff we love, some of the stuff we didn't. And Oh, I got a few. I didn't, I got a few. I love, but I got a few. I didn't either. So it's going to be an interesting (laughs) episode once we dive into that, I think. So Mm. you don't want to miss a thing coming up here through the holidays. So for Will who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Tiana, professor smoke. I'm Josh. We are the all American spook show. And we'll talk to you next week. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.